0: Job chapter 21. Then Job answered, Listen diligently to my speech. Let this be your consolation. Allow me and I also will speak. After I've spoken, after I've spoken, mock on. As for me, is my complaint a man? Why shouldn't I be impatient? Look at me and be astonished. Lay your hand on your mouth. When I remember I am troubled, horror takes hold of my flesh. Why do the wicked live, become old, yes, and grow mighty in power? Their child is established with them in their sight. Their offspring before their eyes, their houses are safe from fear. Neither is the rod of God upon them. Their bulls breed without fail, their cows carve and don't miscarry. They send out their little ones like a flock, Their children dance. They sing to the tambourine and harp and rejoice at the sound of the pipe. They spend their days in prosperity. In an instant, they go down to Sheol. They tell God, depart from us, for we don't want to know about your ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? What profit should we have if we pray to him? Behold, their prosperity is not in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from them. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. How often is it that the lamp of the wicked is put out, that their calamity comes on them, that God distributes sorrow in sorrows in his anger? How often is it that they are as stubble before the wind, as chaff that the storm carries away? You say God lays up his iniquity for his children? Let him recompense it to himself, that he may know it. Let his own eyes see his destruction. Let him drink of the wrath of the Almighty. For what does he care for his house after him, when the number of his months is cut off? Shall any teach God knowledge, since he judges those who are high? One dies in his full strength, being wholly at ease and quiet. His pails are full of milk. The marrow of his bones is moistened. Another dies in bitterness of soul and never tastes of good. They lie down alike in the dust. The worm covers them. Behold, I know your thoughts, the plans with which you would wrong me. For you say, where is the house of the prince? Where is the tent in which the wicked lived? Haven't you asked wayfaring men? Don't you know their evidences? that the evil man is reserved to the day of calamity, that they are led out to the day of wrath. Who will declare his way to his face? Who will repay him what he has done? Yet he will be born to the grave. Men will keep watch over the tomb. The clods of the valley will be sweet to him. All men will draw after him, as they were innumerable before him. So how can you comfort me with nonsense? Because in your answers there remains
1: only falsehood. These are the comments for Job chapter 21. We're now into speech number 13 and this is Job's reply to Zophar and the end of the second round of speeches. So Job gave the initial speech, then each of his three friends have given a speech and Job has replied. So Friend, reply, friend, reply, friend, reply, that's six speeches, round one. And now it's all happened again, and this is the end of round two, Job's reply to the third friend, Zophar. And Zophar, he went crazy, (laughs) accused Job of oppressing the poor, all sorts of stuff like that. The friends have stopped trying to convince Job that he must have done something wrong and repent, so therefore repent, and they're now just accusing him of of oppression and wickedness straight out. So Job is going to reply, and at this time his reply is different to all the other times. Now, when you're studying the book of Job, like I've been trying to, and I've got to admit it's not been an easy study of the book of Job, and I know there are experts who've spent their lifetime on this one book. Thank God for them. And um, so some of the things I've sh- been sharing with you, I've just gotten from those experts. And um, they say that this chapter of Job, or this speech of Job, is different to all the others for this following reason. In the other speeches of Job, he he usually starts out by addressing the things that this one friend has said. Then he often will slip into kind of like a I'm addressing you all mode. So kind of addressing them all in general. And then sometimes he kind of slips into this philosoph- philosophical type of speech where he starts saying things like, God, why are you doing this to me? And then it kind of, uh, or, you know, why does God do this to people? And then sometimes he even just goes into spontaneous prayers. Oh, Lord, I wish that you would take my life. So his speeches don't always strictly fall into the category of speech. Sometimes they're, you know, philosophizing and sometimes they're even prayers. He, you know, moves about freely between all these types of things. But in this speech, (laughs) he stays on target and he just speaks right to Zophar. And if I was to summarize his speech in uh, one sentence, I would say he accuses Zophar of getting the facts wrong and deliberately lying. And uh, so he's straight up to the point, you know, you're a liar, Zophar, and the things you've said are wrong. So (laughs) you can't get more direct than that. That's pretty much what his reply to Zophar is like. But we're going to point out a few things. In verse 7, so Zophar was saying about wicked people, they're going to be cut off, all of that. In verse 7, he replies to Zophar and says, why do the wicked live and become old? Yes, why do they get mighty in power? In other words, if you're so right, Zophar, what about all those corrupt and wealthy individuals who seem to be doing just fine? People like Joseph Stalin or people like, um, you know, Idi Amin. What about them? And um, in verse 14, he's, he's talking about those people, you know, those wicked people. And he's saying, they say to God, depart from us. We don't want to know you. So it's true. There are wicked people like Joseph Stalin who, say, who said to the Lord, I don't want anything to do with you. Communism in general is like that. But Joseph Stalin was certainly like that. He did not want anything to do with God. And um, the key part of that verse is we don't want to know about you. Now, it reminds me of Psalm 14, verse 1, where it says, the fool says in his heart there is no God. So it's in his heart that the fool says there is no God. The fool does not want there to be a God. And uh, I know somebody who, who's an atheist, and they said, I'm an atheist because I just can't see how there can be a God. So here's someone who's trying to figure it all out. You know, they're reading books and they're analyzing and they're, in their mind, they can't see how they could be a God. That's different to them not wanting there to be a God. And, uh, but there are people who ignore all evidence and they do not want there to be a God. That's the people that Job is talking about here. It's these wicked people that sometimes do prosper. So the whole this whole discourse of Job is about wicked people who get away with things. God allows them to, not all of them, but he allows them to for some reason, but in eternity, it all catches up with them and I would not want to be them. God said to Adam and Eve, in the day that you sin, you will surely die. And uh, that was back in Genesis chapter, was it two or three? I, um, I used to think to myself when I was young, but they didn't die. But no, the truth is that when God says things from his perspective, they are so true and so real. Adam and Eve died that day. Something was gone from them, and they knew it. They're the only two human beings who experienced a life where they had no sin and then experienced a life where they were full of sin. And they knew they were dead. They never said to any of their ancestors that God lied. We don't have any record of Adam and Eve saying that we didn't die, we stayed alive. No, their experience agreed with what God said. And so if God says that someone who doesn't want to know him is a fool, then that's very foolish indeed. And if the Bible tells us that wicked people will ultimately be judged, they will be judged and they they need to be mindful of that. And we should not envy them or be jealous of them at all. So if your life isn't turning out just perfect, (laughs) keep your eyes on Christ. Let your eyes be on him just as Job's were. and Let the Lord bring you through. Heavenly Father, thank you for Job. And um, thank you that we have these wicked words of Zophar here to contemplate and to refute. And I just pray that we would be strengthened in our faith and our grace and our walking with you in Jesus name. Amen.